Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the Fitness Show, and Happy New Year! It is December 31st. 2018 as I record this podcast and uh, I'm excited to chat with you about kicking off the new year. So many of you know I am not a big fan of New Year's resolutions and the reason why is because I truly believe down deep in the pit of my soul, my guts, my innards, whatever you want to call it, but change should happen immediately all the time. I don't like procrastination. I don't like people who wait and say, I'm going to start my diet next Monday, which diets are dumb anyways. But you know what? If you have something that you need to accomplish, don't put it off. Start now. Get moving and stop making excuses about it. And so I'll, I'll continue on with the, I don't really like resolutions. However, I do um, I am pro kick in the can, and y'all know that. I'm very pro giving you kicks in the can, and I try to give you thorough kicks in the can throughout the year. And so with the podcast, sometimes I interview fabulous success stories or interesting people. Sometimes I answer questions. Sometimes I talk about hot topics or great gifts or, you know, plans for various holidays and so forth. But, you know, I think without the resolution, I think this is a really good time to remind you of what you're working for. And one of those major questions I like to start with is, who is it you want to be? What are you aiming for? You know, who do you want to be? Think about who you are as a person. Think about you and your fitness level, right? So I'm the fitness expert, so we talk about fitness. Think about your body. Are you happy with its shape? Are you happy with its body fat percentage? Are you happy with what it can do? Are you happy with the way it feels? Are you happy with the way it functions? You know, many of you, you may look in the mirror and say, hot damn, I look great, feel great. This is where I want to be. Do your blood tests reflect that? Are you getting your annual screenings? You know, are you a healthy person? You got to start there. And if the answer is no, you got to think about what You have to change to get to your point B. And it's interesting to me because I think there's a lot of people who think their point B is not possible. And that kills me that you're willing to go your entire life not getting to your point B. I remember being uh, overweight. I was 45 pounds heavier than I am today back in high school. And I had a vision of what I wanted myself to look like. And thankfully, it's what I am now. I'm so very happy with my physique, especially compared to what it used to be. I don't think I'm perfect. I don't think I belong on the cover of Victoria's Secret catalog or any of those things, but I'm really happy with me. The body I have now, a lean, hard, athletic body that I feel good in, I would have dreamt of when I was 16. You know, that girl who didn't know how to eat healthy, who exercised a lot. I was already teaching fitness by that point and I played sports, but I just had reckless eating habits and I didn't know how to eat wisely. Um, I just, I had an eating disorder. I felt bad about myself all the time. I didn't like being that girl. You know, so if I would have put down my list of who I wanted to be back then, I think it would have been who I am today. 
And that makes me feel good. And I've been this way for 20 something years. I lost, I lost the weight pretty early and I've kept it off, thankfully. Uh, and I say thankfully as if there was any choice, as if I was ever going to let myself go back. No way. Um, but you have to decide for you. What are you aiming for? Physically, think of that. Think about what you want to accomplish. Think about work. Who do you want to be at work? You know, I accomplish a ton of great stuff, and I think you guys see that my career is wonderful. I get to work with wonderful people like you in many regards. I get to work in the running industry. My Morning Mile program has been an extraordinary success. However, I'm still not satisfied. Let's be clear about things. I don't look at my career and say, man, Fitz Kohler, you have hit it out of the park. You're done. Stick a fork in it. I think I'm scratching the surface. You know, when I have that Morning Mile program in every school in the country, I'm going to sit back in a lounge chair and um, pat myself on the back. Until that happens, I will not be satisfied. I am so happy with the races I'm announcing right now. Is it enough? No. Am I doing enough? Do I teach a clinic at every race? No. And I think it's appalling that there's any race where there's thousands of runners and I don't have access to teach them. So that's something I'm moving forward. I mean, at, at the at the end of the day, I know where I'm going. I have a game plan. Do you have a game plan professionally? If you're a stay-at-home parent and that's where you want to be, focus on who you want to be as a parent. Where can you spend more time with the kids? Get them off of social media. Get them off the computer. More trips to the park. More trips out roller skating. More science projects at home. There's a great way to be that type of working parent too because you're working on raising your children. But professionally, up the ante. Being a settler, not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> settling. Yikes. Settling leads to, uh, I think, misery. I think settling leads to misery. So up your game professionally, your relationships. Do you hang out with great people? Are you tolerating crap because someone shares your bloodline? You shouldn't be because blood means squat. What means something is being surrounded by people who care about you legitimately and respect you and treat you kindly. So are you in those relationships? Are you in the good relationships or are you settling for some major jerks because they share your bloodline? And if so, that's your fault. You are not tethered to people that are in the quote-unquote family category. Family doesn't treat each other like crap, not in my book. And I've cut off some people that uh, share the bloodline, but I know who I want to be, and I know that I want to be surrounded by quality people who are nice, who are kind, who mean well and have good intentions and act those intentions out. And are they perfect? Absolutely not. Do they make mistakes? Sure. Are they crabby on occasion? Absolutely. Do they apologize quickly? Yes. And that means the world to me. So, You've got your fitness, you have your work, you have your personal relationships, you have athletic accomplishments, you have so much to accomplish in this world because you do. You've got days left here. That means you've got stuff to accomplish. So what I want you to do is start here. 2019, I need two things. Um, I need you to realize that you are in full control of you. Absolutely everything about you, you are in control of. So start there. You are in control of it all. If you have a terrible day because someone treated you poorly, it's because you let them do that to you. If you are overweight and not losing weight, it's because you're choosing the behavior that keeps the weight on. Um, 
there, there's just so many choices we make, but it's almost all within our control. And if people are going to act poorly around you, the way you respond to that is within your control. And I actually have a, a fairly funny story I'm going to share with you at the end of this podcast. Some very nasty person I dealt with lately, um, recently, but I, I had my uh, words with that person and, and I don't let them occupy pie space in my head. But so the first thing is you have full control of you. So for 2019, I want you to write it on your bathroom mirror. Get some lipstick, get a dry erase marker. I am in control. Every aspect of your life you are in control of. Either you're making it better, you've fixed it, or you're on the way. You're on the way to change, but you are in control of you. And here's the other part of that. You are not a victim. We talk about this a whole hell of a lot. You know what I'm not a victim for? Being a woman. Golly. Are women such crybabies lately? I just want to, <laughs> just want to hang my head over a balcony and throw up. Sometimes women are like, "I'm super powerful, yet I'm such a victim." No, we're not. We're not. Especially the girls who are in America, you've got it made, gals. So we are not victims. The men are not victims. The color of your skin doesn't make you a victim. Your race, your religion, your everything, your height. You're not a victim. You are in control of you. You are in full control of you. So I am in control. I am not a victim. That is going to go a very long way for accomplishing every goal you ever dreamed of accomplishing because I just see too many people pointing fingers, blaming everybody else for their lack of success, their lack of joy, their lack of fitness, all of it, pointing fingers. And there's only one way you can point that, that finger in the proper direction, and that's if you're standing in front of a mirror. So no more victimhood, all control. And now with that, knowing you have this control, I want to I wanna delve back into something I addressed probably within the first 30 podcasts I had. And it went over very well, and I think it triggered some people to think big. I'd like you to set what we call a BHAG goal. That's a big, hairy, audacious goal. In fact, I think it's originally called a big, hairy-ass goal. But anyways, we're going to stick with audacious because I prefer the nice language. But think big. What can you accomplish that will not only impress other people but blow your own doors off? So many of you, if you're dealing with weight loss, uh, you got a whole year to lose. Is 50 pounds too much to lose in one year? I don't think so. For most people in most weight categories, an entire year to lose 50 pounds is really fair. In fact, that's less than one pound per week of weight loss. So can you do huge things in weight loss? Absolutely. Can you make major gains in strength and flexibility? Holy mackerel, yes, you can. So I think about some of my really tight guys. <laughs> can you touch your toes? Oh, not a lot of you can. Um, can you do the hip stretch where you do, you go uh, crisscross applesauce and you bring your knees on top of each other and fold down? That's a really big goal for a guy. So flexibility, can you earn that? Yes. Can you get very, very strong? Yes. And if you get very, very strong, you're going to get rid of a heck of a lot of pain. In fact, strength and stretching are the number one factors in relieving all sorts of pain. So make those goals. And, and maybe you want to just get stronger and become more capable. Maybe you want Adonis-like shoulders, right? We're not, many of us uh, may not get as big as Jason Momoa, the Aquaman, which yikes, is he amazing? But 
Can you make amazing shoulders for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'm 120 pounds of nothing, but I really like my shoulders. You don't have to be a big dude. You can be a little lady and still have fantastic shoulders. So put something into that. And then you could put something in charge of maybe your big, hairy, audacious goal is um, the mileage goal. Some people plan out, I'm going to run as many um, miles as we have in the year. So 2,019 miles. There's a lot of people who set that goal for themselves. Some people are going to plan to run a 5K. That's going to be their big, hairy, audacious goal. In fact, I have a good friend of mine, Susan, who I've known for, gosh, as long as I can remember since I was in college. And um, she's, I think, about 20 years older than I am. And she just had a hip replacement. And it's so cute because she says, so when I recover, I'm going to do a marathon. And so <laughs> she's one of those who would say, I'm going to do a 5K marathon. I say, okay, Susan, instead of 26.2 miles, how about we aim for 3.1? And for her, if she did a 3.1 mile event, and she wants to do it official. So she goes out when her hips are good. She does. She walks her dogs. And she's she's really done a great job in the past couple of years of losing some weight and getting fitter. And unfortunately, her old hip replacement fell apart. And now she's got the new one. It's been six weeks post-surgery. But she would really like to do a 5K. And that's a big, hairy, audacious goal for her. And it doesn't have to be a marathon. But I want you to set some sort of goal for you, something that is bigger than the norm, bigger than I want to lose five pounds. I want you to push yourself to reach beyond your regular expectations of yourself. So we've talked about fitness goals you can set, but you can also focus your BHAG on eating wisely. And so I never want you to be extreme with your eating habits. And that's where people go wrong with diets, but can you cut out 80% of the processed foods you consume? Can you aim to consume four extra glasses of water a day? I think you can. Can you aim to have some sort of produce item within all of your meals? I think you can do that. And so set a BHAG in a variety of categories. You know, maybe, again, we go back to that fitness thing and it might be an Ironman triathlon. It may be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro for cancer. There's a lot of variety you can go through when we're talking about fitness goals. Maybe you want to play on a lacrosse team or join a grown-up cheerleading team, whatever it is. Do that. But you can set them within food. I would like you to set a BHAG for work. Maybe you're going to build your own business. Maybe you're aiming for a promotion or a transfer into a division of your company that intrigues you. One's, one you think you're, you could be more um, contributory and and have some extra work enjoyment. Maybe one that provides better hours. Maybe your BHAG would be to have the courage to ask your boss for a raise. Right? You're going to ask for more money? Sure. Maybe you're going to ask to work from home. Maybe that'll be your benefit. Maybe you're going to ask for more sick days. Maybe you're going to ask for a fancier office with a window view, but you got to set these goals in order to achieve them because people don't walk around just passing out niceties. You know, your employer hopefully is grateful to have you. Hopefully they feel that you're a good investment, but do they, out of the blue, want to offer you extra money, take away from their profit? I don't know. But you got to ask for it. You got to work for it. And so set the BHAG with fitness. Set the BHAG with food. You've got work. You've got to deal with your relationships. And here, 
here's why I talk about this a lot is because I think health is, um, what's the word they use? Um, holistic, right? If you could go exercise all the time, but when you come home to a really cranky person or you hang out with cranky people, golly, is that going to bring you down and take you away from your intended goals. You got to work on those relationships. It's interesting, you know, social media gives us great insight into people we know very well, people we don't really know very well. And um, I've actually had the experience where people within my own family that I genuinely really like, I have unfriended them on Facebook because I've decided I don't really like them on social media. I like them in person and I would just like to keep our relationship there. And so if you have someone in your life who you genuinely do value and you want to keep, but you don't like them on Facebook, maybe they're always complaining about politics. It's interesting. There's so many people who I like and admire, and then they put something nasty off about politics. I don't care which way you're going, but I look down on you. I think less of you. And so I'm sure I'm not the only one doing that. I used to do a little bit of it in the past, and I just decided, meh, wasn't productive. I'm not changing anybody's mind. So I stopped. I learned from my own bad taste I was uh, getting in my mouth. So, you know, if you're someone who thinks you're so cool and you know this and you hate this political lady or you hate this political guy, I tell you what, 50% of the people on your friend list, 50% of them think you're an idiot. So maybe up your game a little there. But where I'm going with that is some people are so negative or they're just desperate for any attention, so they go to the wrong attention. Woe is me. I can't believe my life is so horrible. This is the day is the worst. Really? This is who you want to be? You put out all your dirty laundry on Facebook or Instagram? I tell you what, my life isn't perfect. There's some really, you know, sometimes things that I'm not happy with or not ex- excited about. I'm not sharing them with public on Facebook. So... Um, remove the people who do that, remove them because they're dragging you down and stop being that person. If you're constantly begging for the wrong type of attention, the pity party, you're, you know, those people in your life, they may mean well, but they're just fueling your fire. They're fueling your desire to be looked upon with pity and it's no good for anybody. So stop hanging with those people or at least stop following them on social media and stop being that person because nobody likes it. And if griping is one of your greatest uh, skills, find a new skill. This whole thing with relationships, it means all, you know, the tea in China type thing. I mean, you've got to get those under control because if you have terrible relationships, if you surround yourself that are by people or with people that are miserable, they'll bring you down every time. If you are that person, you're just going to keep earning enemies or people are going to keep dumping you. So find a way to be positive. You don't have to be perfect. It's not all puppies and rainbows all the time, but you got to get your relationships in order. And if you have a person, a up close and personal person, maybe someone you're dating, a friend that's constantly picking on you or you're arguing with or they make you feel bad, it's okay to remove them from your life. That is, you know, the new the new craze is a hashtag self-care. That is self-care. Keeping grouchy, crabby, mean people out of your realm, that's a big deal. That's probably one of your number one priorities. And if you think if, if we have a child 
who constantly associates with a mean person, we tell our child, stop hanging out with the mean person. So you're, you have to lead by example. One of the reasons I cut off my sister many years ago, and I'm cordial with her if I'm stuck in the same room with her, but I don't want my kids to see me being abused and taking it. What a terrible example to lead by. So I really have walk that walk where I have good quality, positive people in my life and I keep them there. And if I have someone, I have, I have a neighbor who had made some racist comments and I told him, I said, listen, you can't say those things around me. I don't believe that way. And if you do, we can't be friends. And he said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I never will. And he hasn't. So he, he can stay in my friendly neighbor category, but I do not tolerate nastiness and I do not tolerate mean behavior. I have the stalkers on the Facebook. I have the stalkers and they're blocked. They're ignored. I just don't allow them to occupy my space. So choose that for yourself. And yes, I sound preachy and yes, I sound bossy, but that's who I am. And this is what many of you need to hear. Many of you need to hear this. So I'm on with that, but you know, you're going to work on all these parts of your life. Go work on your wardrobe. Go work on your makeup. Go work on things that make you feel great. If you're goal setting, set goals in all categories. You know, we say the rising tide raises all ships. If you're working on you, if you're working on being a better Bob or a better Susie, well, do better. (laughs) Do better. If you're working on this great new body of yours and you're feeling strong and you're feeling fabulous, go and buy a nice shirt. You know, too many of us fitness people get stuck in this lazy routine where all we're wearing is running shoes. You know what? Running shoes are not cute at a restaurant. It's not all about being cute. I get it. But step your game up. Get a pair of Converse, (laughs) right? I mean, it's not so much. You don't have to be in stilettos. You don't have to be in black leather, shiny shoes. But can you do better? Yeah. Can you get out of your track pants and put on a pair of jeans? Sure you can. So up your game a little bit. And I find when people start doing that, they start telling me how much happier they are with themselves. Mind you, I love you. And our relationship is such that I want you in your exercise clothes because I want you exercising. So I get it. But um, if I'm going to the mall, I'm not in my running shorts. I put on denim shorts. I'm a a Floridian. We wear jorts, right? (laughs) Jean shorts, jorts. Um, Maybe I'll put on a pair of khaki shorts. I have camo jeans. Yes, I'm a redneck. I'm a Floridian redneck. But, you know, there's simple steps for me that are just above exercise clothes that make me feel better. And you know what? I'll walk around the mall and I'll run into a friend and she's in a pretty dress and sandals. And I think, wow, she looks lovely. I should up my game in that direction too. So do better for yourself when you are working you know, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. It matters. And I don't care what job you have. Up your game. Unless you're stuck in a uniform. If you're a fireman, I get it. Wear your fireman clothes. But if you work in an office of some sort, look like the boss. Maybe one day you'll be the boss. But nobody's going to consider you the boss if you show up like a bum. Or, you know, someone who works at a place where looking nice doesn't isn't a priority. You know, make it a priority for you. Now, of course, you're also going to have to step up your game professionally, show up early, stay late, work harder, adopt new projects, shine within the projects you have. 
But showing up looking the right way goes a long way to get you to the next step. And if you're going out on Friday night, look the part. Get out of those shoes. Stop wearing running shoes. Stop it. Stop wearing them with jeans to a restaurant. Put on some leather shoes or some sandals or some canvas shoes, whatever it is. Just up your game. And that will go a long way to who you are, being a much better version of yourself. One of the things that has helped me a lot, and and again, you guys see me at, uh, I'm a very natural girl, I'm a sporty girl, but knowing how to do my makeup, it's interesting. I look back to some old video footage of me doing TV clips and stuff, and here's the thing. I have all blonde hair. It's all real blonde, and so my eyebrows are blonde, 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 blonde. My eyelashes are blonde, 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 and so I look back at old video clips of me. And um, because my eyebrows are so blonde, and I had no idea how to do eyebrows with an eyebrow pencil or shading, I look like a cone head. I'm this beige color girl with beige hair and beige eyebrows, and I look like a cone head because I had no dimension to my face. So I learned how to do eyebrows. Wow! <laughs> I'm obsessed. I've got this taupe eyebrow brush, and it makes me look like I've got a little dimension to my face. I have eyebrows. Nobody could see them before. So that meant a lot to me. Now I have a lipstick that stays on for hours at a time. That means a lot to me because, ladies, you know that the lipstick disappears from your mouth almost as quickly as you put it on sometimes. So learning about hair, about makeup, about skincare, those things will go a long way for you consistently taking care of you. And I think if you become the person who gets up, puts on a nice outfit, gels your hair, shaves your beard, puts on eyebrows in no specific order, maybe you do all those things, good for you. But I think you'll be a person who also makes a better choice at breakfast. You'll be a person who makes sure they go to the gym. I think it's all very complimentary. If you work on one side of yourself to benefit that side, the others are going to benefit too. So up your game, up your personal self-care game. Be more fit, make better fitness or food choices, pursue sports, set an actual BHAG sports goal, whatever sport you choose, but reach for something. And of course, you can do things in an organized fashion where, for example, you're going to do a biking race, but maybe you want to plan to paddleboard across the river. So you've got goals in a variety of ways. Get the crabby people out of your life. Start enhancing yourself in other ways besides just the physical. Because here's the thing, is sometimes you'll be using the exact formula for weight loss and you'll lose three pounds one week and two pounds one week and you're stall the next two weeks. And it's very frustrating. And maybe you feel like you're not making progress. However, if you learn how to curl your hair over those two weeks or you learn how to trim your beard in a cool way, maybe you'll still feel like you're making progress towards a better you. So you always have control. It's just whether you choose to utilize it or not. And then beyond your personal um, ambitions on who you are physically and who you want to be and who you want to hang out with, better your community. Be a person who gets involved. And I think we all know that philanthropy is one of the selfish most selfish things we could do in a good way because it makes us feel so good to contribute. Have you ever gone to serve food on Thanksgiving to families who don't have food? It feels damn good. You might stand there for a couple of hours serving soup, 
but you leave with a really full heart. Um, so being generous and kind and supportive of whatever you want. You can make cookies and drop them off at the police department or, or you know what, screw that. Bring a fruit basket. <laughs> Give the fruit basket to the police department because we want them to be healthy and at their best. But for me, I like to take good care of animals. I mean, I like to take good care of a lot of things, and I have a variety of causes that I get involved with. I definitely have my passion projects with sick children and certain diabetes and, of course, wounded soldiers and so forth. But animals, uh, most everybody loves animals. Not You know, you can do a lot. I've adopted this disabled duck who, geez Louise, I people, think, people keep saying, Fitz, you're so kind, and I think... Uh, maybe, but she makes me happy. I love taking care of her. I love, I love seeing her little ducky smile and know that she's happy and safe. So that makes me a better person. Yeah, you know, I sure it's nice that we've taken care of her, but for the most part, she makes me happy. And animals in general make me happy. Being outdoors makes me happy. So you can find those topics those causes that make you feel good, that make you feel worthy. And I do think we should give back in a variety of ways. And so do that. Set a BHAG goal in all areas of your life. You can have the little goals too, and the little goals lead up to the big stuff. You know, I think you have to do that. You got you to gotta walk them out before you can run the marathon. Um, but I want you to go big this year. 2019 is the year that you have big control you realize you're not a victim of anybody or anything. You are number one, large in charge of you. And you're going to get big stuff done. Think about it. Don't make a rash decision. Think about something that's legitimately attainable yet hard. Because I want it to be hard. I want it to be something you have to work for. And when you get there, you're going to feel so proud of you. And you're going to feel so powerful that it's going to foster even more success, more goal setting, bigger pictures. I want all of you to end up in a life and a body you think is the best ever. You know, we don't all have to have the same version of the best life, but whatever your life is, I want it to be the best ever for you. I want you to live well. I want you to live long. And I certainly want you to have a heck of a lot of fun along the way and feel really great about who you are because we only get this one body, right? We only get this one life, this one body. And if you've been blowing it so far, turn it around. <laughs> and if you've been having fun and feeling good, great. Keep doing more of that. Go even bigger with it because you can. That's the moral of the story is we are so blessed to be in the position where we can do all of these things. Um, I have a girlfriend who died this past year of pancreatic cancer, Charlene. And boy, was she someone who lived a wonderful, happy life, who accomplished great things with work. She had a beautiful family and she had this happy spirit and she chose fun and she chose adventure. And it's wonderful because her husband keeps posting some, you know, old footage of Charlene. And um, the the footage that she he posted last week was of her having a Star Wars style um, fight with the wrapping paper tubes. What do we call those? Lightsabers. <laughs> She's standing outside of a store having a lightsaber fight with wrapping paper. And she just had this zest for life. And then she lost control of it. She got this mean disease. And so let's not wait until something like that happens to start having fun and saying, boy, I wish I could have, should have, would have. Do it. Just go for it. Set that BHAG. Think about it. 
Think about who you want to be, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, and then share it. Come on my fitness page on Facebook, on Instagram. Go to the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge. The most extraordinary group of people in the world all together talking about getting fit. They stick with the exact formula for weight loss. I prescribe exercise, uh, workouts every day, and um, we share, share, share. And l- l- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off of this BHAG thing by saying that I set the goal for my people to get fitter over the holidays, not fatter. And so on November 28th, I said, folks, we're going to start a weight loss challenge and see how quickly hotties can lose 100 pounds. And I think it was on day 18. And every day I post a graphic and people would um, chime in and say how many how many pounds they'd lost thus far since November 28th. I think it was day 18 where I finally got to do the math and got enough people to chime in at once where we had not only lost 100 pounds, but we lost 130 pounds. And it's pretty cool to have a strand of 30 people. And between Thanksgiving and halfway through December, they had each already lost between one pound and 12 pounds. Jason Stefaniak had lost 12 and a half pounds since Thanksgiving, which is mind-blowing. And there was all these other people who had lost four pounds and five pounds. And what would make me laugh is on occasion, someone would chime in and say, oh, I'm stuck. I've only lost four pounds. And... I would just burst out laughing because in reality, the rest of the world was gaining gobs of weight, eating tons of crappy food, drinking tons of alcohol, being completely reckless because it was the month of December. And my people were like, oh no, I've only lost four pounds so far. So you guys are amazing. You guys are absolutely amazing and completely capable of blowing my mind, overachieving your own um, expectations of yourself, and it was pretty fun. I enjoyed the heck out of that. In fact, the holidays were pretty great. I've, I had a low schedule. I got to stay home. Um, my last work trip was the first weekend of December, and since then I've been home doing the crazy mommy thing, shopping, over-shopping. I'm an excessive Christmas shopper. My my parents and Santa Claus had very big Christmases for me, and so I pass that forward to my children, and I buy an excessive amount of presents and it's just is what it is. Is it necessary? No. Do I like to? Yes. Um, but Christmas was great. And what made me happiest is that um, my kids played board games and giggled their heads off. And I love it when they laugh together. That's the happiest sound I'll ever hear in my entire life is them giggling together. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And here's another ridiculous thing that has happened. Uh, my daughter, Ginger, she's 15. She is me on steroids. She is the funniest, happiest, craziest person I've ever met, and I adore her. And she has this wacky habit of cracking our um, knuckles. She likes to grab my fingers and bend them and crack them, and she does this with my toes. And she'll do it with her friend's fingers and her friend's parents' fingers. She's grabs people's hands and cracks their knuckles. Most people just let her do it. It's um, unique and weird, but whatever, ginger. So last night, she we're sitting on the couch together. She grabs my feet, and normally when you crack someone's toes, you just bend them down. She got to my middle toe on my right foot, and she didn't just crack down. She did this twisting moment, or just twisting motion, and Several cracks happened. It was a very unusual thing. Usually, you know, she might press on a toe and I'll go, ow, like that. But she did a a bend and a twist. And not only did I yelp, but she yelped. She goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. 
she fractured my toe. I have now a broken toe. It's at the base of my middle toe. She broke my toe. So now I don't know what to do. I mean, it, it doesn't feel horrible. I've broken toes almost 30 times. I've had almost 30 broken toes and uh, or foot bones, I should say, from my time kickboxing and then a few other dumb moments. But this this right up with my tendonitis from cowbelling too much is my dumbest injury to date. And I now have a fracture at the base of my middle toe. And it, it hurts to walk. It's not excruciating. It's all black and blue on the top of my foot. If I wear a sneaker it, or a closed-toed shoe, it doesn't hurt so bad, which is a bummer because I love to be barefoot and in sandals. So I'm doing my, my game plan was to go to the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. I'm registered for the 10K and the half. I was definitely planning on doing the 10K. The half I'm just kind of not interested in because it's the same course and it bores me to death. So I wasn't really planning on doing it, even though I'm registered for it. But now I'm hoping I can even do the 10K because I have a broken toe, which is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And uh, what can you do? I got this broken toe, and I'm hoping this means Ginger's Ginger's knuckle-cracking days are over because now I can say, you know, you wounded me. (laughs) Ouch. And if you're going to be at the Run Disney, Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, whether you're running any of the races, I will be there too. And my game plan is to be at the VIP tent for the half and full marathon. So if you are running towards the finish line, right before you get to the finish line, on the right-hand side, there is a big white tent. Um, Quite often, I'm the only person outside in the patio area. And I will be out there giving hugs. So if you're one of my people, if you're not one of my people, if I've never met you before, that's actually one of my favorite occurrences. People run by and they go, I listen to your show. Let's have a hug. And then they run on. So... I will be there purposely for sweaty hugs, congratulatory hugs, and I want them all. If you want to give me one or receive one, I want to give it to you. It's um, one of my favorite things to do throughout the year. When I'm announcing, sometimes it's hard to get all the hugs because I'm at my microphone at the computer, but I won't be at anyone's computer. I will sincerely just be there to hug the you. So I'm looking forward to Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, and I hope I get to see as many of you as possible. If you see me at the expo or... I don't know, out and about, please stop by and say hello, because I know I have a lot of listeners I've not met before. Uh, Look up my picture if you've not seen it. I'm the bossy blonde, and sometimes very hard to miss. And then the week after, I will be hosting the Carlsbad Marathon with Rudy Novotny, who I love working with. So it's a marathon, it's a half marathon, and it's called the Surf and Sun 5K Um, We hosted it together last year, and it was a blast. If you want to run that race and you haven't registered yet, our discount code is Team Noisy. I forget what the actual discount is, but it's a good discount code, or it's a good discount, so use it. Oh, and then the last things I wanted to tell you about is a little update on my duck. So as many of you know, I adopted a disabled duck on Thanksgiving Day. I thought maybe she would be just a temporary visitor, but... I can't send her back to the other mean ducks. And so with a nutritional deficiency, her legs couldn't carry the weight of her body. They inverted. So it almost, uh, she almost looks hypertensive as though she had cerebral palsy. Just her legs don't really work so well. She walks in her elbows and um, she used to hide because she was abused by the other birds. So we brought her home and she is heaven. This is what's great about Handy is 
every single day, I can see her anxiety diminish. She's become a lot more relaxed. Uh, she falls asleep in my lap. And to look at her little white ducky eye, well, her eyes are blue, but when her eyelids close, it's the lower eyelids going up and it's all white and it's just precious. I will never, ever tire of looking at her sweet little face sleeping, especially when she's fallen asleep with her head on my arms or my shoulders. Um, she's actually started coming to me. And so when I walk out of the house, if she's in the yard, she doesn't necessarily run up and say, hey, mom. However, if she's afraid of somebody else, she'll run to me. So there's been quite a few times where I've been sitting on the ground and somebody else has come over and she's run into my lap. And oh, it just makes my heart explode. It makes me so happy because I think, oh, she likes me. Um, and I got a red, uh, what is it called? The something flyer wagon for Christmas, and it's a all-terrain tire, so I put her in it, and I can take her for walks. There's a retention at the top of my hill. I live on a hill, and uh, my neighborhood is kind of hilly, and so when it rains, the, there's got to be a place for all that water to go, and we have torrential rains, and I always love the rain, but now I want the rain even more because it fills up the retentions, and Handy has a place to swim that's a natural setting, so I have a kiddie pool for her, which is really cute and gives her great exercise and she loves it. But when I can bring her out to the retention, it's huge. It's 4,000 square feet of space for her to swim around in. It's very shallow and she gets to be a regular duck while she's out there. So I bring her up there. Normally I've just been carrying her up and bringing a towel to dry her off, but um, now I can bring her up in the wagon and all the neighbors come out. Everyone wants to come meet the duck, which is adorable. And yesterday, I put her in the wagon and took her for a walk around the neighborhood. It took me two hours to go half a mile because everybody came out to meet Handy. So um, she's becoming more social, and she does this little thing. When a new person comes by or she's approached, she normally gives a big quack, quack, and that's it. She doesn't bite or anything. She just gives him a big quack. Well, now that she's more comfortable with us, she has a little conversational quack. And so she's just sitting in the wagon while I'm pulling her. And so it's really fun. It's as though she's talking to me now. So um, I love having her. She's looking healthier all the time. And she's very photogenic. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see many photos of Handy. And I'm looking for great outfits. So if anybody has duck outfits, send them my way. Because why not? She really is a really fun addition to my life, and I'm grateful to have her. So for all the people who say I'm really nice to adopt this duck, that's nice and all, but she makes me happy. And my duck likes her, or I'm sorry, my dog likes her too. She and the dog, they're not best friends yet, but they can sit together in peace, and they're, they're around each other. My dog would never hurt a fly, unless you were trying to break into my house, and then I think she'd kill you, but, um, which is totally appropriate. However, she's super sweet with Handy, so that's going well. And now on to the story I promised to tell you, which I think is both funny and sad at the same time. But a couple of weeks ago, I went to my grocery store. My Publix were shopping as a pleasure. And upon exit, there was a woman doing something she shouldn't be doing, illegal and inappropriate in front of a private business. So she harassed me, and I thought about leaving but then I went in to tell the management and she watched me do it. And I came out and she said, did you just go tell on me? I said, absolutely I did. And she said, you're a racist. And I looked, I said, I am not a racist. And her background is Indian. 
Who cares? She goes, you're a racist. I said, lady, I don't care if you've got blonde hair and blue eyes. You can't be doing this out here. She just the look of venom and disgust. You're a racist. I said, ma'am, do not confuse your bad behavior with the color of your skin. And uh, she didn't like that. She got really close. We exchanged some words. But I told her, I said, you know what? I'm just going to stand out here and wait and watch you do your thing. And she gave me a big F you without being so polite in front of her daughter and stormed off. And eventually the management came out. But I resent being attacked with that racism card. It's not okay. And here's the deal. I'm not a victim. I, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, I am not a victim. There's a lot of people that, upon being called a racist, would cr- curl up in a ball, apologize, and slither away. But I was calling her out on her bad behavior. And shame on her for playing the race card. Shame on women who play the women card. Shame on anybody who's playing the uh, whatever topic they're they're going to you just can't excuse your bad behavior, right? I don't care what you look like. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what your religion is. You got to behave a certain way or people are going to get fed up and they're probably going to report you to the management or law enforcement, etc. And uh, it's, I don't know if I've been called that before. doesn't really matter. Name calling doesn't hurt me. And I didn't let it eat up space in my mind, <laughs> which I know many people would be really stewing over the whole experience, but I felt good about it. I felt like I protected the other customers for having to deal with that woman, and I removed her from the premises, and this is a woman who is weaponizing her race as an excuse for her bad behavior, or not an excuse, but to get away with her bad behavior, and that's just not okay. So um, it was unfortunate. It's unfortunate that she was behaving the way she was. That's really the problem in all of it, but I feel good about handling the situation, and I didn't let it upset me for the rest of the day. In fact, I had a little bit of a good laugh about it when I got in the car and went home. But anywho, that was that was my uh, <laughs> my awkward exchange for the month. I'm sure there will be more because there always are, right? All right, team. The new year is officially upon us, and I hope. Some of this podcast or all of this podcast has resonated with you and you are ready to set your BHAGs and crush 2019. I want you to get to the end of the year blown away by how far you've come in all areas of your life. Let's do something big. Let's go all out, not only physically, but again, professionally with your relationships. Go be the best at everything. Go be the best you. Maybe it sounds cliche. I don't care, but do better. Forget the New Year's resolution. Make every damn day something special. Get up and move forward every single day. Do something to better yourself, better the people around you, better your life in general. You're going to come out of this thing like a rock star. Uh, I have no doubt. And here's the deal. I have full faith in you. Those of you who I know listening to this podcast, I know you have it within you. And yeah, I know lots of you. I know who you are and I know what you're made of. And you can do better. I can do better. And I promise you, I will do better. I'll get to the end of 2019 saying, wow, (laughs) that was pretty cool. And then I'll go after 2020 with a vengeance. But um, I love you all. It's been my pleasure to spend this year and all the previous years with you. I can't wait to see many of you soon at Walt Disney World and at Carlsbad Marathon and 
We have so much to look forward to together. Lots of fun times, but um, enjoy. Happy New Year. If you haven't already done so, follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. I am at Fitness. And follow my Morning Mile program because I am getting boatloads of kids and their families moving in the mornings and the outcomes have been pretty extraordinary. So again, I love you all. Have a wonderful new year and get to work. Bye team. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.